Good afternoon. This is the weekly wrap for Saturday, September 30th. Well, a pretty mixed week for prices. Corn was down just a half a penny, closing at 476. Beans were down 21 cents for the week, closing at 1275. Chicago and Kansas City wheat got roughed up pretty badly with Chicago down 38 cents, KC down 47, and most of the damage taking place uh, right after the government report on Friday. Cotton was up a penny and a half, closing at 87.15. USDA report on Friday came out and showed a slightly smaller quarterly stocks for corn than what the market was expecting, a slightly bigger quarterly stocks for soybeans, and a slightly bigger quarterly stocks on wheat. The shock to the system was that uh, there was wheat production overall was raised quite a bit by the USDA, some 83 million bushels. That was more than what the market was expecting. Apparently, the USDA has felt that their estimates on wheat have been wrong for quite a while, and they're trying to make uh, one large adjustment to fix that. Thank you again, USDA. Uh, Managed money were very aggressive sellers for the week. Again, corn, they sold 23,000 contracts, putting them now short 168,000 contracts of corn. They sold 15,000 contracts of beans, putting them long 30,000 beans pretty small long. And then in wheat, they sold another 4,000 contracts, putting them short 113,000 contracts. And in cotton, they sold 1,700. And now they're long 45,000 contracts of cotton. Funds, managed money, speculators, whatever you want to call them, have been very aggressive sellers in the grain complex eight out of the last 10 weeks. So we're going on two and a half months uh, now of pretty negative uh, activity by managed money. Uh, China is reportedly to have bought uh, eight, excuse me, 10 to 12 cargoes of cra- uh, corn out of Ukraine. Um, it's interesting be- <clears throat> because apparently the U.S. is now single-handedly funding most of the Ukrainian government salaries, uh, including possibly the seed, the fertilizer, and farming costs in Ukraine to try to keep them propped up and supported. And now they're direct uh, competition for us uh, for corn going into China. So. Um, kind of an interesting conundrum there uh, for U.S. taxpayers and for the U.S. farmers. Uh, China's own property market is starting to you know, go into free fall. Evergrande, which is the, one of the largest property holders, uh, missed another bond payment and they're in free fall. The chairman of Evergrande has now been put on house arrest. So it's an interesting dynamic in China because their property market is starting to fall pretty hard, but the overall economy is slowly healing. Uh, total gasoline and fuel use is skyrocketing back to pre-COVID levels. Um, but it seems a lot of the air of the uh, real estate market is being taken out in China. The Federal Reserve got uh, another good piece of data for them, the PCE, which is uh, another f- inflation metric that the Fed likes to use, is down at 3.9%. That's the lowest since May of 2021. The problem is, for the average consumer, that uh, does not include food or fuel. Not exactly sure how that is an efficient metric for the average consumer, um, because food and fuel continue to go up. The debt ceiling discussions have collapsed, and now it looks like we're going to go into default again. Uh, And so it's very possible that the government shuts down next week, and along with it, government reports. So it may hinder the October grain report that comes out where they, we get their new estimates. 
Remember just four months ago, we had another government shutdown because we went past the debt ceiling. Uh, since then, uh, since that, just four months ago, the U.S. has added $3 trillion of more government debt. So the spending continues to spiral completely out of control, uh, and there don't se- doesn't seem to be any checks or balances on government spending. The showdown uh, is, is going to extend in the next week. How long it will last, we don't know. But right now, the market is pricing in an 83% probability that the Fed will not raise rates in November. The Russian-Ukraine war has gone pretty quiet here. Just more bombing, but nothing escalating. Uh, Crude oil did hit a a high of $95 a barrel, uh, the highest in uh, almost a year now. And so I would expect a moderate pullback technically before crude oil hits $100 a barrel, not by the end of the year, but probably now by the end of October. Uh, I did put out an oil video uh, earlier in the week. I strongly suggest you watch it because it has huge implications for our grains and cotton market. So please take the time to sit in front of the computer. The graphics aren't particularly easy to read uh, by phone. So get in front of a computer and, and take a look at that. Uh, because it it means really big things for grains and cotton historically. We just know that that once oil breaks $90 a barrel, there's an extraordinarily high probability, almost 100%, that it goes on to hit 110 at a minimum. And that means uh, big, big volatility for grains and for cotton. So in summary here, speculators have been extraordinarily aggressive sellers of grains over the last three months, uh, contributing to pricing pressure, uh, we have you know, a lot of ambiguity on yields. Some areas are doing okay, some areas are not, but we're a long ways away from getting a consensus on yields and ultimately getting a sense of what the balance sheet looks like. Seasonally, we tend to make our lows in corn and beans either this week or next week. We tend to make our lows in cotton on the five-year historical uh, this week. Uh, the 10-year history for cotton Making it makes its lows by the middle to end of November. So whether that matters or not remains to be seen, but there is a strong correlation to making our lows in the grains here pretty quickly. Uh, we won't know the yields, like I said, until January, just because of how variable the growing season is, how variable the yields are that we're hearing. We're not hearing any barn busters. We're hearing surprisingly good yields in Indiana, Ohio, parts of Illinois moderate to poor yields in Iowa. So we tend to be, we're, we're basically all over the board right now, making it very difficult to get a consensus. So uh, my price action for commodities looks like this. I think we will uh, get done with harvest in a very quick, timely manner. We'll get to that 50, 60% harvested here in the next two to three weeks. Uh, that typically takes a lot of hedging pressure off the market. That should allow corn to recover into the end of the year, back to that 530 to 550 area by year end, back to $15 on beans by year end, and cotton should find some support between $0.90 and $1 a pound between now and the end of December. Where the real volatility kicks in, I believe, is in the first quarter of next year, where we get a real handle on the yields, and when crude oil makes another thrust, to that 110, 120 area that will allow corn to move to $6, beans closer to 16, 
and cotton should have a good probability of pushing through a dollar a pound after the first of the year for next year. So uh, not only do we have pricing targets, but I'm trying to do a little bit of a job on the timing of those targets. And so let's just be patient. Let's get through harvest and then we'll see where things line up. But crude oil is definitely one of our biggest allies in the price of grains and cotton going forward. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon.